Education in Daba another voice of the cave 91.3 FM stereo Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh yes, Welcome back to Education in Daba Here on The Voice of the Cape With myself Ridwan Ahmed and Yassir Adonis um, Just a very uh, big shukran to our listeners For their participation And a reminder you can comment or question uh, Via the SMS line to the number 47913 Now there's an SMS here from 5998 And it says Assalamu alaikum Quality education must never be compromised We must always give our best, no matter how difficult it is to teach. And that comes from Rushana Fisher. Now, Rushana Fisher, I know she's an educator, Yasira, at Silverstream, and always participating in the program. So, Rushana, very big shukran to you for that particular comment. Then there's a follow-up one from 5998. It says, Salamu alaikum. I did not get my pay progression, and I'm very upset. And that's also Rushana Fisher. <laughs> well, yes, we know that uh, there were some payments made with regards to pay progression for educators. My information is they started last week, Thursday, with the payout, but that they are doing it in phases or in yeah. stages. Yeah. So, um, Rushana Fisher, I'm not too sure. Uh, just be patient, but <coughs> see next week, inshallah, if there's uh, nothing there, uh, something certainly, you know, that I think one could possibly follow up as regards pay progression. Keep in mind that one does not qualify for pay progression if within your 24 month period uh, you have been promoted mm. which means if you are applied for a promotion post uh, and you now um, within that period uh, you would also not qualify for pay progression another SMS here from 6945 says the following Salamu alaikum Ridwan taking everything uh, in the context why are people still being encouraged to study in the field of education and teaching it seems futile as they are being worked out of the system. Cost saving the rationale. It's not fair on our current educators, learners and the young of South Africa. Education is the foundation and pillar of any society. Now we agree with the comments of the listeners, of course. And um, yes, it's something that needs to be thought through. But yes, there are still learners being encouraged, or students rather being encouraged, uh, to go into the field of education. Correct, Ridwan. And I mean, I'm one of those people who encourage, you know, any, any young man to go and study education is the mother of all. Um, educations and occupation. I mean, without a teacher, you wouldn't make it into high school. You wouldn't make it into tertiary education. I mean, even as a qualified person, we still have lecturers that we go to um, for assistance and help. So they are a very vital part of our community. I think it's the beginning of any kind of society where we are making um, progress and, you know, finding knowledge. And knowledge is power to any person, you know, regardless of where they find themselves. So I do agree 100%, you know, that the circumstances that we find ourselves in might seem gloomy but who knows Ridwan you know I always have this hope that things will go back to the way they were where you know children could learn freely um, we weren't compounded by policies you know things ran as they should so I'm so hopeful for that unfortunately Ridwan I think it's a good thing I work for education um, and I'm in education every day and so as an individual I am trying my best to make a difference and I think if we all do that you know we would see light at the end of the tunnel No, okay, shukran <laughs> for that yes here on that light uh, light at the end of the tunnel note we're gonna go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the program called education in Daba here on the voice of the Cape the voice Education in Daba on the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. 
Welcome back to Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Mysterio. Now moving on to the next segment, I introduce the segment as follows. Would you like to be able to cope better with difficulties, unwelcome change and heartache, to stay the course and not give up? If so, you need mental strength. Mental strength is really good stuff. It helps people persist in achieving a long-term excellence as opposed to those who start off well, but lose enthusiasm and give up. It's also the best predictor of success in school, the military and corporate sales, rather than intelligence or even luck. Mental strength is built through consistently following the following habits. Now, to speak to us more about that and these particular habits, we are joined in studio by Rod Warner, who is a facilitator, author on specialist building personal resilience. Rod, a very good evening to you. Thank you very much. Good evening to you. Uh, thanks for being with us uh, in <coughs> studio this evening. Now, maybe just a bit of background as to who Rod Warner is. Um, I've been working for a while in this context with teachers. I was a teacher once for a short period. It's a very tough job. (laughs) And uh, um, I, in the last 12 years, have been working in the area of um, facilitating with groups of people to become more resilient, to become stronger. And over about the last 12 years, I've been working through NGOs who have sponsored me in places that are really struggling, Eastern Cape, Limpopo, Kobanchu, and so on. Okay. Well, so now, obviously, we're speaking about the issue around mental uh, strength. And you are saying that there are seven habits of mentally strong people. Let's go through them. Let's start with the first one very quickly. Sure. The, The first one is all around goals. You see, the whole idea with mental strength is why, why should you be mentally strong? And the answer is because I want to achieve something. And normally these are long-term goals. And that's interesting, you know, with, with students and with children, if they haven't got a long-term goal, they'll very quickly say, Mom, I can't do maths, or, or I, this is a stupid subject at, at uh, you know, higher education. I don't want to do it. I want to do something different. And that's where a lot of the mental strength starts to dissipate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what we are then saying is, uh, as apart from adults, for example, it's very important that our youngsters, our children, particularly maybe even at high school level, should have a goal in mind. Yes, certainly. And, and what's important is it's their goal, not their parents. I think that's a very important one. <laughs> yes, because it's so easy for their parents to impose on them, you must become a, you need to, you need to, particularly when the parent him or herself perhaps ha- hasn't done it themselves and now they're living their lives through, through the children. Through their children. Okay. Yes, I was going to say exactly that, Ridwan. You know, vicariously I can live through my kid. I can um, hopefully see what I wanted to see in myself, not realizing that we are two totally different entities. We do not have the same goals in mind. Um, so I wanted to become a doctor, so I did not. But what if my kid likes art and drama? Hmm. Why would that be less of a profession to being a medical doctor, yet I know my child is going to be happy? So we get this kind of continuous punting, you know, and um, facilitation of these are the subjects that you must take. Mm. If you don't take these subjects, you're not going to amount to anything. And so we have this child um, full of anxiety, full of stress, not knowing which way to turn. I don't want to disappoint my parents, so I'll take that unhappiness with me. Mm. And most often... 
in therapy, that's the child that we see. And, you know, cognitively they're strong, but emotionally and mentally they're not able to cope with the situation. And because they no longer have a goal, they're no longer interested in anything that's happening, either at school um, and sometimes in the social arena. And, and that is what we're sitting with, and they become our adults eventually in life. So it's a, it's a very vicious cycle that we're looking at if a child finds himself in that situation. Okay, shukran for that. Yes, yeah, just a reminder to our listeners that we are joined in studio by Rod Warner, who is a facilitator and author and specialist on building personal resilience. And our topic this evening is the issue around mental strength and its importance. And we're going to be chatting about the seven habits of mentally strong people. If you have any questions or comment for Rod, you can do so by sending it to us via the SMS line to the number 47913, the SMS line 47913. So before I continue, I received the message now from um, from Fasih Peters and very quickly he says there's a major accident on Bangor Drive so people coming into Mitchell's Plain from the Gudud side you are asked to take an alternative route uh, the road has been blocked off uh, so um, shukran to Fasih uh, for that and so uh, people do take care those who are traveling towards Mitchell's Plain from the Gudud area uh, that the road has been blocked off due to due to a major accident uh, that took place there and the roads are uh, blocked off so you are advised uh, to take an alternative route my attention to the sms line there's an sms here from 8686 that says i don't understand the rationale behind the term excess educators we have so many yep learners progressed due to the years in the phase these learners need individual attention to progress why not retain all educators irrespective of learner numbers the learner support program for high school learners offered by WCED for underperforming learners are not sufficient to assist learners that are struggling. Well, these are all valuable comments. And yeah. once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation. But I mean, in terms of the... What is Anloop now in English? Okay, no. <laughs> Continuation. Oh, this thing. You know, we spoke about the whole issue around the fact that educator posts are determined in terms of the MTF process, Correct. which is a medium term expenditure yeah. framework. Then they have program one and program two, and program two really just refers to how much money do we have available in terms of a salary wage yeah. for our educators. And that's where the problem comes in as far as the Western Cape is concerned. But shukran once again to all our listeners, these are some really valuable comments uh, that we are uh, receiving. But again, just going back now, Rod Warner, we are speaking um, around mentally uh, strong people or mental strength. Now you're saying that one of the key uh, habits is that there must be a goal and that the child must then focus towards that goal and that will be a measure of encouragement. Uh, the next one. So once you've got your goal, then the next step is to take small steps, okay. not, not big steps. You see, a small step in a, in a student's life might be to not watch the TV tonight until they've done their homework. Another small step might be to... Um, if I have failed my examination or not got a pass that I expected to go back and to revise one paper because very often what we do in life is that we look for the big steps the dramatic stuff and that very seldom works life is made up of little steps <laughs> to achieve a dramatic one not the other way around so a classic thing that you that you would practically do is to say if then if I study for my exam and I don't do well, then I will 
and what will you do? If I plan to study tonight, but for some reason uh, my parents have have, uh, uh, friends over and I'm not uh, able to study, then I will perhaps get up early the next morning. It's like having an alternative almost kind of. (coughs) Yes. So you plan for life to not go the way you would like it to go. If this happens, then I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Sarah? Okay. We're going to have to go for a quick ad break. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Education in Daba on The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back to Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. And if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by Rod Warner, a facilitator and author, specialist in building personal resilience. And this evening, our topic is the issue around mental strength. Now, we are going to be discussing seven habits. The first one we looked at was the issue around keep focused on your goals. The second one is take small steps. And I like what Rod said, you know, don't, what was the thing about life not being the way it... It doesn't, it doesn't always turn out the way you plan. And therefore so have an plan alternative. for the alternative. Plan uh, for, for it going wrong. Okay. Anything else on that one? Or oh, Yasira, maybe just a quick comment from your side or question. Shukran, Ridwan. You know, I was sitting with this and, and I was looking and I was reading some medical journals around, you know, how can we have this, you know, mushroom effect of children having barriers to learning? Um, why are children, you know, being truant? What is happening and why? Because now you see a lot of occupational therapists on the scene. You know, we're coming in, we're trying to assess, we're looking at what's going on. And then I sat and, you know, when we when we did CBT at, at university and we looked at behavior and we looked at cognitive behavioral therapy, et cetera, and so on, has society, to my mind, become too instant? Where we no longer have perseverance. We don't plan for what would happen or would, what could possibly go wrong. Um, if I've decided this, then that would be the outcome. So we're very instant in our approach to life. Mm. And hence why we don't make it at the end. Because we didn't plan for what, mm. for the what if, for the woulda, shoulda, couldas. And so to my mind, even if we look at our children, they'd rather take the one sweet now than wait literally five minutes to get two sweets. So we don't see that anymore where children can reason and say, but there's a longer goal at the end. There's a better outcome at the end. They're very instant. I have it now. Instant gratification. And Freud warns us against this, and yet we don't listen. So this is what's taking place. I don't know what have you seen, you know, working in these communities or the areas. Do we have the same kind of thing happening in, in other provinces? Oh, yes, certainly. Um, what to me is very interesting is the changing roles of in the gender issues. It used to be perhaps in a, in a previous generation and perhaps some of the more mature ladies and gents could, could uh, identify with us that in the old, old days, women, um, their role was the emotional stability of the family, was to keep the family together and they were supported by the community, faith groups, community groups and family was a lot of support. Now we have women who liberated and I think it's a very good thing. They can go and work if they want. But what they don't have is they don't have the same support system that their moms did. 
And so this places huge stress on the family because the <coughs> mom isn't there to, pro- to, to provide that role. And the consequence of that, I think, is exactly what you're talking about, that the kids now get indulged more than they yeah. uh, were before, that they have a shorter attention span. And, of course, with the digital and social world that we have, that, ho- that reinforces this disconnect with, um, with the long-term goals. Mm-hmm. No, okay, thanks very much for that. And uh, as we said, there are seven habits. We're only at number two now. Uh, so let's go to number three very quickly. I know that time is, we don't want time to really catch up with us. And we are speaking about mental strength this <coughs> evening. Now, Rod, the third one. Thank you. The third one is to let go of unhappiness in your past. You okay. know, so many people can be caught with this happened and this is why I I have to do it this is why I'm trapped how awful the past is and you know the, the whole thing about life is that life is really not so much about what happens to you as opposed to how you react to what happens to you and and that statement is very is really very awesome because it gives you the or it, it, it forces you to take accountability of your life rather than blaming. Mm-hmm. You blame you blame the past, you blame the weather, you blame your father, you blame your mother, you blame <laughs> the politics, you blame the you blame you know, the dog ate my homework is the story that the kids give. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault. You know, and 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 really you have to sort of say, you know, I can't change the past, I can change the future, and if it's to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. And so, so, and obviously, we're saying all seven of these really helps a person or even a student then with regards to strengthening uh, his or her mental capacity. If one wants to put it that way, correct. I I have worked with with people in their seventies, and I my my the the majority of my work is is with adults in in corporate in corporates. Um, but as I say, I've worked with teachers, but I've also worked with children and with students who who give up too easily, who get discouraged too early, easily. And these things apply to them as much as applies to anyone else. Okay. And it then says that mentally strong people take steps to cope with strongly negative thoughts and feelings that they experience. Now, this is number four, but what would yes. the caption then be? Yes. So this is really to manage your negative thoughts and feelings, which in a way is only half the story or what's half the truth because you see your feelings are very very difficult to manage you actually can't manage feelings you can manage your (laughs) (laughs) you can manage your thoughts thoughts come and go thoughts are not necessarily real you experience them you know how unfair how how disgraceful why did this happen you 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 experience that very powerfully and so and and that you can change mm-hmm. because those thoughts you know you feel someone's being mean to you then you actually see some different evidence and you say oh no they they you know they're nice people oh they might in fact be wonderful whereas 5 minutes ago you thought they were the worst possible people thoughts come and go they're not necessarily true emotions emotions have been ha- have been evolved from from for many years as a survival mechanism mm. so you can't really manage your your emotions but your emotions because they are biological um um, 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 warning signals that you're getting frustrated or or you or this is dangerous mm-hmm. so you feel fear or 
um, you, you're potentially going to be taken advantage of. So that's anger. So those are good things. It's what you do with that emotion, particularly in the modern day here. If it's a snake, then run like crazy or fight. Very appropriate. <laughs> I didn't like these but, but, if, but if your reaction <coughs> is to your mom or your dad or your brother or, a, or, or an adult, then, then that's not so good. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Sarah, a quick comment from your side. No, I, 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 I agree 100%, Ridwan. And I'm just looking at, you know, how we look at people and people's deme- demeanor and whether you're a type A personality or type B. And so all those come into play. Um, but people have become really skeptical of one another these days. They, they're not very open to trust. They're not very open to um, belief that, you know, there is something good or the world is not all against me. There isn't a huge conspiracy theory happening. But also the emotional intelligence to deal with these kinds of things has somehow um, lessened over time. People are not as resilient as they should be or were. And we can say all these factors, you know, that come into play. And the main question is, what do we as educators or as people or as leaders in in any organization put to staff saying, look, this is what happens, but how do we deal with this? Because there's always a ripple effect when I definitely act in the incorrect manner. Well, it comes to the, if we can jump to the the last of the the, uh, things that you need to do, which Mm -hmm. is to give and to get help. And it's exactly in that area. And I think those are very wise words that, you know, the great irony is very often it's, it's tempting to withdraw, to, mm. to not want to go to someone and, and humble yourself and say, can you give me some advice? Professionally, it's a little bit easier because if I don't know Excel spreadsheets or if, if it's a child and he doesn't know uh, some maths formula, then that's easier. But it's still difficult. Mm-hmm. But the, the most difficult is to say to someone, you know, I'm really wrestling with this problem that perhaps there isn't an easy answer for. Perhaps there isn't an answer for. And can I bounce my thinking off you? Can I check if I've missed something out? Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do is, is to actually counterintuitively mm-hmm. work with and respond to and go to people to both offer our help but also particular to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Now, whilst we acknowledge that managing your negative thoughts and feelings are, well, difficult or challenging, it says during or after a strongly negative event, acknowledge that you are experiencing uncomfortable emotions and thoughts. Feel the impact of the emotions in your body. Typically, it would be around your neck or back area or even your tummy. Calm yourself by taking deep breaths and focusing on your breathing. Relax your muscles, let the emotions go and move. Focus on living in the moment, striving to be as present as you are able. And let's move on to number five. Right, number five is about changing your thinking, which is what we said that we could do, and it's surprisingly easy and a little formula i guess that i use is the three questions of how can i accept this what can i learn from this and is there an opportunity and the way that it work is let's say someone has you've had a car accident and you know you can't undo the past so what has happened has happened you can't unhappen it Mm. so how do i accept this how do i come to terms with it Mm -hmm. or i've lost my temper and i've done so i've said things and i've done things that i'm so regret step one 
How do I come to terms with this? So it's not a passive acceptance at all. It's a very powerful, how do I incorporate this into my life? And the second thing is, given that it's happened, what do I now do to learn from this? Because if you make Mm. mistakes only once, then that's cheap. It's Mm. easy. (laughs) It's when you make it a second and a third and a fourth time and you don't learn that it's sad and you repeat your life in the negative mode thereafter. Mm. So what can I learn from this? What would I do differently next time? What if I if I can do something differently, then I learn from my experiences and then finally take action. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Because there's always a need when there's something that's gone wrong. There's always a need to take action, either to solve or to change or to rectify or to let go sometimes to forgive and to move on and okay. that would be the action yes <clears throat> yes i was just thinking i don't know <laughs> i've been in the, in situations like this before and it is a difficult one sometimes um especially if you're asking yourself that three questions because now again we can go back to number four and look at how accountable am i in the situation because many a times exactly what you said earlier on by step number one and two it's always somebody else that caused me to act like this or cause the situation to spiral out of control very seldom do we see people regress and say listen wait hold on what was my role in all of this and how do I take now if you're asking me the question what am I going to learn from this this requires introspection and with introspection we might see somebody that we're not okay with and it's ourselves and so that kind of process you need to be truthful to yourself because um, amazingly you can lie to yourself and most of the time you do that to evade situations. Mm. I'm not going to address it. I will walk past it. So instead of having to deal with the actual cause and not the symptom of the fight or the argument, etc., that's what I'm going to have to do. But the opportunity from that we sometimes forget to look at. Mm. I can become better. I'd have less of this. I'd probably be, be a more easier person to communicate with or interact with. But we never get to that point because we're always stuck on what did I learn from this? And I think most of the time that happens. And so we just don't get to step number three because step number two is too difficult sometimes to face. In easier situations, um, I could learn that that was quite inappropriate. And that's something I can deal with. But if it runs a bit deeper than that, we're going to sit with, you know, some kind of introspection, which I, you know, advocate do do it because you're going to continuously have the same problem if you're not looking at what happened and how can I change mm-hmm. what is happening within me. <coughs> yes, I like the sixth one uh, because I'm going to say even on E, you know, that I've been um, uh, known to do this and people are actually telling me this, although I at times might disagree. But here goes, it says mentally strong people understand the importance of the oh attitude and self-talk. God. You see, so we talk to ourselves. Rod, just take us through that one. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we talk to ourselves. And uh, then there's nothing most, wrong with that. And eh? Mostly <laughs> our talk when something has gone wrong or during tough times is mostly very self-critical. It can involve ugly, ugly words that you'd never want to voice out loud. Mm-hmm. Be- and, and it's harsh and self-condemnatory yeah. where we, we say, I really made a mess yes. of that or it yes. might even be ruder. Mm-hmm. And I really made a mess of this and I'm so stupid and I'm so dumb and it'll never come. And, and, you know, we sometimes, the language that you might hear yourself talk to yourself is sometimes 
not even the language that you'd allow, allow your best friend to talk to you with. And if that is the case, where you can be quite self-critical and overly critical, particularly if you like Rodawani, you, you, you've got lots of energy and you, you're a passionate person, then, then one can be very prone to the self-critical talk. And the answer to that is not to stop it or even to try to, because you won't, it's impossible, mm-hmm. is, is two things. One is talk to yourself as though you were your best friend. So in my case, I would say to myself, let's say I'm late going for a very important uh, import, uh, interview like this one here, and I'm, I'm stuck in the traffic like you've mentioned, which I wasn't, thank goodness, <laughs> and I'm stuck in, I would say to myself, Rod, there's nothing you can do. The car in front of you stopped, the car behind you stopped, the cars on the side that stopped. It's no good getting upset. Relax. You've been through terrible things before. This is hardly a terrible thing. The world will continue tomorrow, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> um, things will, con- you know, it's not the end of the world. So you use your name. It puts a distance, a third-party distance yeah. between you and the oh. event. And you talk to yourself. And if necessary, say, stop. Hang on. Mm. Wh- wh- what are you getting so upset about? Losing your t- or you know, you're now going to lose your temper with someone. Stop. I am not going to lose my temper. I am not going to shout. I am, I am not going to react too quickly. Mm-hmm. So a pause, anything that creates a pause, because a quick reaction in an emotional situation will always be a wrong reaction. So pause. Don't react. Um, Talk kindly. Um, look at yourself. And as we say, talk to yourself. Nothing wrong. Right on for your time is really catching up with us, but we've got one more left, and that is the last one, the seventh one. It says, get and give help. Just very quickly on that one. Yeah, good. Well, in fact, we're lucky we've already covered it, which really says strong people ask for help. Weak people duck and dive. Strong people, mentally strong people, are the ones that say, I'm not in a good place. Could you help me? Okay, thanks very much for that. That is Rod Warner, facilitator, author, and specialist in building personal resilience. Now, Rod, if anybody, you know, of our listeners maybe, or their friends, they would want to make contact with you, for example, as regards either a workshop of sorts, or maybe wanting to know a bit more about this issue around mental strength, how would they go about making contact with you? Thank you. Uh, uh, Perhaps a good place to start would be with a wonderful woman by the name of Kim. Her mobile number is 082-453-9393. She works for Symphonia and they (laughs) are putting on a series of workshops about uh, mental strength where people can individually um, (coughs) attend. Okay, so there we have it. Those are the deals. And I know Symphonia isn't anything new to us. So, Rod, uh, once again, a very big thank you to you for taking out your time, particularly on a Sunday evening. It certainly has been enlightening to me, uh, particularly the issue around talking to yourself. (laughs) Uh, We will not delve into that. But thanks once again very much. And I want to say to you everything of the best. A very big thank you and a very good evening. Thank you.